entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. The show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, DC Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders, and that's you, by the way, so you can inspire others. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find our show and many other fine shows at c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. My special guest with me today is Scott McCain. Hi, Scott. How are you, sir? Marty, as always, it is great to be with you. Thank you for having me once again. I'm thrilled to death, and I have another guest, well, kind of a guest, my good friend and the guest host of the Business Builder Show, Jay Kelly Hoey, is with us today, too. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm really well. Happy to be here and happy to say chime in and listen in to this conversation you're having with Scott. Well, uh, buckle up, because uh, this guy moves fast, talks fast, and has some great details to talk about. Scott McCain is an internationally known authority on creating organizational and professional distinction. Scott is also a best-selling author of several distinctive books, and we are going to discuss his latest book, which is titled Iconic. How Organizations and Leaders Attain, Sustain, and Regain the Ultimate Level of Distinction. Again, Scott, welcome back to the show, because we had you, I don't know, when was that, September or October when you were launching yeah, Iconic? Yeah, uh, late September, early October when the book was coming out, and uh, gosh, it's been a been a whirlwind uh, six weeks here, Marty, or seven, eight weeks since, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how many it's been, it's been going so fast. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it, thanks, thanks a great deal to you and and uh, your listeners. Man, we are we are rocking it with the start here of Iconic. Oh, it's it's a great book, man. So so, what are you hearing? I mean, uh, I know it's selling well, uh, but what are you hearing? What are people saying about the book? Uh, you know, what's the feedback? Well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm always a little <laughs> don't be humble either. I, 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 always, I always get a, a little uh, uh, goosebumpy when people ask me things like that because I, I certainly you know there, there's enough folks in this business who uh, who over toot their own horn. Um, and I, I, I certainly don't want to be one of those, but I'm, I'm very gratified. I, I got a, uh, a note the other day from a woman who has, uh, is involved in the uh, beauty industry uh, with uh, hair salons and, and uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, I want to send you a bill because I had to go out and buy more uh, uh, underliners, more markers, more highlighters. <laughs> because I, I ran out of, of highlighters because there was so much good content in the book. Wow. Uh, there was a financial advisor, uh, one of the prominent financial advisors in America yesterday, that uh, uh, sent a message to all of his clients saying this was a must read. And if it took him to buy a copy for his clients, uh, he was going to do so because it would mean that uh, they would have more money to invest if, if they read the book. So there's, there's just been, I mean, the wow. reviews have been good, but it's when individuals like that are finding such value in it 
that that they recommend it to, to their friends. And you know, Marty, Marty, we talked about this before, but it's it's part of what defines iconic is that uh, you you transcend the category, which means that more people are going to repeat and refer their business with you. And and mm-hmm. so it's really been gratifying to see that people are taking the book in the way that the book is also trying to teach. Yeah, and let's be sure, uh, folks, that you uh, pay attention. The book has several cases, not just big companies, but Scott goes out of his way to talk about, you know, whether you're the, uh, you're the roofing contractor in uh, Chattanooga or you're the plumber and or if you're Wells Fargo, these lessons apply. So I just wanted to throw that out there, Scott, as, as we're kind of discussing this. So let's lay down the foundation for, for this discussion. So where did the whole idea come from? Uh, writing this book? What, what did the oh, idea that, come from? I, I'm glad you asked that. that that's a great question. Um, I, I had written the book on Create Distinction that we talked about, and, and it was about how do you stand out in the marketplace. And the original work on that was about 10 years ago. And one of our clients, uh, Fairmont Hotels, and I was working one of their particular properties, the, the Fairmont Princess in Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, they took the book and they divided it up and, and every group had to read a chapter a week. So in other words, housekeeping had to read a chapter a week and they'd talk about how to create distinctive housekeeping and distinctive valet parking and a distinctive front desk. And they went through that and they found that, you know, the room occupancy rates had grown and the profitability had grown. They were building more rooms on. Uh, they were really excited about that. And, and so the, the top two executives at, at that property said, OK, Scott, what comes next? And, and frankly, Marty, it, it had never occurred <laughs> to me. I had written a book on how to create it but not what to do after you did that, right? I mean, as silly as that sounds. And uh, they said, okay, so now we're distinctive. What, what's next? And I, I just off the top of my head jokingly said, well, I guess next is you'll be iconic. And, and it was like a light bulb went over both of their heads. They went, yeah, that's it. That's it. We don't just want to stand out from our competition. We, we want to stand out from everybody. Yeah. We, 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 want to, we want to have our flag in the ground that what we do is so good that that it's it's the best of all categories, not the just the best of our respective category, because that's the only way that we can stay viable over the long term. All right, so and it, go ahead. Right, and it really got me thinking that okay, so how do companies after they create distinction, how do they how do they keep it? You know, once you get there, I mean, Jeff Bezos said, Marty, since the last time we talked, Jeff Bezos said that, that he told him Amazon employees there will be a time that Amazon goes under. We just have to wow. keep that from happening as long as it can. Most of us never consider that. Most of us never consider wow. that for every Amazon, there was a Sears. You know, for, for every Starbucks, there was a Hojo. So what yeah. do we do to keep this status once we've attained it? Or if we lose it, how do we get it back? Yeah, Scott, I, I want to spend a lot of the show on on getting on regaining it. But to do that, um, we kind of need to talk about the five factors and so I'm going to be very unfair and ask you to talk about the five factors, uh, you know, in whatever tempo you'd like. But the five factors of iconic performance are play offense, get the promise and performance right, stop selling, go negative, and reciprocal respect. So give me some high points of each one of those. And I know that's unfair, Scott, but you've done oh, this before. Go for it. Happy to ask, Marty. Uh, playing offense means uh, – th- this was part of what s- shocked me in the research, quite frankly. I- I'm, a, I'm a sports fan, and, and I've always heard – and we, we see it on – I saw it on a commercial watching uh, uh, a football game yesterday uh, that, that it talks about defense wins championships. Well, the fact is if you study the numbers, if you actually do the research, it's the best offensive team that wins most of the time. 
And, and I found that in the research of iconic companies. They know their competition, but they don't focus on their competition. They play the game their way. And, and what that meant in the case of the Scottsdale Princess is they had to stop worrying about what the Four Seasons or the Phoenician was doing and create their own game plan and play the plan their way and, mm. and let others keep up with them rather than them trying to keep up with others. Mm. You mentioned stop selling, and that's been one of the real controversial ones. And, and it's not – look, I know that you and I both have to conclude transactions mm-hmm. to keep our businesses open and alive, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, no business survives without it. But times have changed, and we have to focus more on the experiences that attract customers than the pressure tactics that close sales. Mm. Yeah, really. Right? Yeah, really. You, you mentioned promise and performance, and what that means is that customers evaluate you uh, based on the performance you deliver, and, and they, they base that evaluation on the perceived promise that you have made to them as a customer. Yeah. So part of the challenge is that we, first of all, we don't look closely enough at what we are truly promising our customers, not just in a contract or not just in an ad, but in the perceived promises that we make to them. Yep. And, and then how does our performance stack up against the promise that, that's been perceived. Mm. And, and one of the real interesting aspects there is that the old thing about under-promise, over-deliver, the, the, a, a brilliant research done at the University of San Diego points out that over a period of time, that convinces our customers that we're manipulating them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. We're manipulating the promise to make ourselves look like heroes right. Right. with better performance. They want us to do what we said we would do. Yeah. By go negative, it, it means that we have the courage and we have the confidence to aggressively seek out where we're messing up. You know, mm. what are we doing to upset customers so that not only we can solve that customer's problem, but, but we can fix the process and retrain the personnel so, so that we become an extraordinary, iconic organization. Yeah. And the final one you mentioned, Marty, was reciprocal respect, which means we've got to demonstrate respect first uh, and, and, and demonstrate the respect to our customers and, and to our colleagues that we work with at the same level that we want it from them. I've seen so many organizations where the C-suite in their ivory tower expects everybody to bow down to them, oh, but boy. they don't offer that same level of respect to their teams, yeah. and that won't work in today's world. And again, folks, this applies whether you're the local plumber or whether you're the Fairmont or whether you're one of these gigantic uh, uh, brands. And I am speaking with Scott McCain. We're talking about his book, Iconic. How organizations and leaders attain, sustain, and regain the ultimate level of distinction. We also have uh, Kelly Hoey on the line, and so Kelly, you know, I know you deal a lot with brands, and you know, you have a you have a comment or a question you'd like to ask Scott. Oh, I. How, how long do we have? <laughs> well, <laughs> keep it narrow. Keep it narrow. <laughs> I, I, like all of this, and I was, I was saying, I was laughing when you're talking about, you know, create distinction. It's like, did you not think people were going to follow your own advice? It's like, no, no, never. No one's going to do all of this. Not going to happen. Don't worry. You know, then someone does it. Damn it. Um, you know what I was just think, really thinking about was this whole notion of regaining. Um, that status, because, you know, when I talk to people about reputation, you know, and, and as this thing you need to nurture and 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 be respectful of because, you know, you can lose re- reputation, but you can gain it back. And, and the one example I always think of as an individual is like, you know, Michael Milken. I mean, talk about, you know, having one reputation and now creating this incredible 
reputation because mm. of the Milken Institute. Mm. So I'd love to hear, you know, your, yeah. your thoughts on how do you regain it when, you know, you've lost it or you had a dubious one to start and you've completely changed your, you know, your, yeah. your, your, your status. And before you jump in, Scott, I, I have the same thought. That's where I want to go because, you know, several companies, big and small, several brands have had a tough 2018. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a lot of thing going on. So, and you do talk about it in your book, How to Regain It. So talk to us about that. Well, there's three things you have to look at first, Kelly. And I, I, Michael Milk and I, I, you know, <laughs> there's the problem with writing a book as opposed to giving a speech. Giving a speech, I can start including that because that's a great <laughs> example. I can't get that in the book now, but I should have. That is a wonderful, brilliant, brilliant example. Yeah, it was, I would say reputation from, from not even like Phoenix from the ashes. It was like, you know, from the gutter to being a Phoenix. But anyway, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Well, so so there's three things you have to look at. Number one is, can, can I can I start pulling it back before extinction? And, and that really pertains more to organizations than to individuals. But, but Milken was able to stop that slide before he was totally uh, extinct as a, as a business person, as a professional, in part because of the, of, of the resources that he had with his personal wealth. Second is, did the slide occur for correctable reasons? Can we fix what we did wrong? And, and that's part of the problem is because when, when people and organizations want to get it back, they aren't willing to do that one part that we talked about, about going negative, to be really serious about uh, let's pursue the negative. What did we do wrong? And we've got to correct that. And third is, is there enough goodwill remaining in the marketplace? Is there any goodwill that remains in the marketplace re-engagement? Uh, w- one of the examples I used in the book is, okay, uh, Radio Shack, pretty much extinct, Maybe they could correct it, but there's not enough goodwill in the marketplace that we really care if they come back or not, right? Mm. Uh, so the three things that I think that we need to do is, is number one, think like a startup. To, to get it back, we've got to change our perspective. We've got to change our mentality. We've got to think like a startup. Uh, in other words, startups aren't concerned with the way that it's always been done. Startups go, you know, l- let's blow this thing up. We're, g- we're going to try it again. Um, it, if we don't think like a startup, then subliminally what we're saying to customers is, look, you as a customer didn't get it when we did this before, so now we're going to work harder on the old plan. <laughs> right? and, and, and that's not going to work. So think like a startup. Second thing is, I say, is to work from the inside out. you got to fix the internal problems before you can solve your external difficulties. Um, United Airlines is a client, and one of the things that I've said to them and, and that they, I, their, their team is, is good enough to believe this is that the worst thing they could do is go out and buy a bunch of fly-the-friendly-skies advertising, Hmm. right? Hmm. They they need to fix the internal problems and culture before uh, they can make external efforts. And and that's one of the things they have to do. They have to define who the carriers of their culture are internally. They've got to systematically reinforce the behavior of, of people that are doing the right things. And they have to develop internal stories about taking risks and doing the right things. So, so that's the second thing they have to do. And then finally, the, the, the third thing is, is build the performance before they start enhancing the promise. We talked about the promise performance matrix a little bit earlier. What a lot of folks do is they think if, if they start talking about a bigger promise, it'll attract customers. Instead, it's the opposite. You need to, you need to enhance the performance so people start talking about, man, they're not the same they used to be. They're not the same as they used to be. They, they are getting it right now. They are doing it right and building that word of mouth before you start making these promises externally. 
So those are those are the three factors that I think are critical mm-hmm. in terms of of being able to to get it back, change your thinking and think like a startup, work from the inside out, change your internal culture, and then build the performance that you're delivering before you start building the promises that you're making to customers to try to get them to to, to give you another chance. You want to go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, any place you want to buy books. You want to see all the books uh, that. Uh Scott has put together Taxi Terry being one of my favorites. Uh, cre- cre- create distinction uh, is a Bible, and now iconic. How organizations and leaders attain, sustain, and regain the ultimate level of performance of distinction, I should say. So Scott McCain, um, his website is just as it says, right? ScottMcCain.com, right? Scott? That's right. And it's M C K A I N. So I do want you to have the final word, but I wanted to make sure everybody knew uh, about your books. I wanted everybody to know your website. So um, give me some closing thoughts. The book uh, is outstanding. Uh, Some thoughts, reminders, suggestions for our audience. What do you think? Thank you, Marty. You know, I I think one of the things that happens is we we hear the term iconic and we think of the old, uh, well, not some of them aren't even that old, but they become cliches, right? Apple and Google and Starbucks and Southwest Airlines. And if there's anything I would encourage people to do, it's to think about some of their locally iconic businesses. Uh, in the book, I talk about the millionaire chimney sweep in Nashville, Tennessee. I talk about the craft brewery that was started by a valet parking attendant here in Las Vegas. I talk about the the steakhouse in Indianapolis, single store restaurant that has higher revenues than places like Tavern on the Green in New York City. It's possible for every business to to create this iconic status, but few will because we get so involved in doing things the way that it's always been done, we aren't willing to let that grow, let that go and and try a different and better approach. And and that's I'm not saying it's my approach. What I'm saying is it's the approach that these these incredible businesses that I talk about in the book, the the thread that runs the same through all of them. And, and if you'll take that approach instead of perhaps the, the pathway of tradition that you've been on, I, I really believe that you can find iconic success regardless of the size of your business or the industry that you're in. You want to go to Scott McCain. It's M-C-K-A-I-N, ScottMcCain.com. Scott, thank you so much for taking time. I know you need to run. Uh, Kelly, thanks for joining us on this call. I appreciate it. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Marty. It's great to be with you anytime. I always is my favorite time of the <laughs> of the years. The time I get a chance to sit and talk with you, Marty. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Reminding you to find all our shows and many other great shows on C Suite Radio. That's c-suiteradio.com. On behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and DC Taylor, my executive producer. Thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show, but stay tuned for information on how you can become part of the C-Suite Network. Bringing the business classroom to you, it's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite Radio Show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builder Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. 
Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.